Welcome in, everybody, to another, I guess, month of XFL Weekly. Uh, I'm your host, Kyle Krajewski, joined by, uh, again, lovely as always, Zach Cole. Uh, it's been uh, about a month since we last recorded. Um, the championship is over a month away, a month ago, I should say. Uh, and we just had an XFL rookie draft. But before we get into all that, Zach, what's up, man? How have you been? I've been good, brother. I, I can't complain too awful much. I, I'm excited to talk about the uh, limited XFL news we have, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think our our, our plan here as the, the XFL offseason went on was to kind of keep, um, I guess, distance out the show. So instead of weekly or monthly and, and even just this past month, I mean, we had the XFL draft, but it still feels like uh, news and excitement is sparse. I mean, I'm still pumped about the XFL, um, but I it's been a month and I feel like it's weird to say like we only have the XFL draft really to discuss. But here we are. Hopefully we'll have a bunch of signings to go through as NFL training camp goes through and, and makes its way through. Um, but yeah, XFL draft, which took place. Let's see, we're recording this on the 20th and the draft was, Oh, I should have had an exact date. Oh, four <laughs> days ago on the 16th. Um, and it was all teams basically drafted 10 players, uh, or I guess they drafted them and basically drafted. I'll, I'll put in air quotes, the rights to that player. And that, that is the XFL draft, uh, qualifications or eligibility for players to have been drafted. Uh, must have been eligible for the 2023 NFL draft. So if they were eligible, whether they, uh, I guess, deemed themselves registered or whatever for the NFL draft, they had to be eligible for the NFL draft. Currently not under contract of any other pro team. Uh, and that includes, I mean, we saw there were a few, I guess, players who were on undrafted rookie contracts for the NFL, but were released kind of those floaters uh but they were some of them were drafted uh and then drafted rookies who were drafted into the this xfl draft they get an nfl out uh up until december 26th of 2023 so that's following week 16 of the nfl basically if they get uh, an nfl contract uh basically up until then or maybe they get one and fall off they get to basically say, nope, I'm sticking with the NFL. I've got, got this contract. Or they can basically say, nope, NFL, or I'll take the chance with the XFL, have a good season there, and kind of make my way back. Um, so they get that NFL out is what they're calling it um, mm -hmm. by the end of the year to basically say or get a, an NFL chance and then decide if they want to go back or stick with the XFL. Yeah, and Kyle, I think that the really cool thing about this XFL draft is that we got to see a lot of representation from a lot of different schools. Um, I know that you're going to get into some of the specifics of some of the guys we saw move and stuff, but just to name a couple of the colleges, I mean, Davenport College is in here, um, South Alabama, Incarnate Word had a couple had a couple guys drafted, which is a, uh, a religious school out of Texas. I mean, Western Kentucky, UAB. Uh, Grand Valley State, I'm not going to name them all off, but I mean, there were just some crazy schools that had guys featured in this XFL draft, um, rookie draft, which is pretty cool to see that there's um, such such a wide dispersion of talent 
and that they're looking in all these different areas to try to find these players. I mean, it's really easy to just take a look at Bama and take a look at Clemson and take a look at Auburn and just, you know, take those best players from those best schools. Um, but for them to, to be digging and looking at this next level really kind of shows you that uh, th there's a lot of guys that get a shot in the XFL. And, you know, this can be a stepping stone that they don't necessarily get from the regular NFL draft. Um, and we get to see them put it into action here uh, through this rookie draft. So I think that that's kind of a pretty cool, a pretty cool point to talk about. Yeah. And something else I saw is that there were just two players drafted. I think two is the exact number. Um, yes. Two players who were drafted that attended the NFL combine. So, wow. I mean, that's two out of four or not 40. Uh, I think that's 80 players, two out of 80 who didn't have that extra chance to showcase their skills at the combine. And now they get a, potentially a whole XFL season to really showcase. Uh, and you mentioned the colleges that you kind of listed a few that not to say that they're out there, but they're not getting primetime games on ESPN. Right. Um, so you, they, they just, and that's kind of the beauty of the XFL is these players all get uh, that extra eight games or even just two games to add on to uh, their resume or onto under their tape to basically showcase to NFL scouts uh, and just another chance to showcase their abilities. Uh, and that's awesome. Yeah. It, it's cool to see these, like these much smaller schools kind of make their way into this XFL draft. Yeah. And another thing to mention, Kyle, is that as I'm looking through the list of uh, guys that were drafted, obviously there's still a fair share of receivers and running backs and, and quarterbacks but i mean as i look through this there's a ton of offensive linemen defensive linemen uh linebackers and defensive backs that got selected in this draft which is kind of cool because um sometimes those are the guys that don't get a chance because of their size or their speed or something that might hold them back from from the the viewpoint of nfl scouts or uh nfl front offices so to see all these guys getting picked that you know, again, because they went to a smaller school or because they're maybe a little undersized or a little slower, you know, it just like you mentioned, they need to get some tape and they need to get some playing time in. And this is the perfect way for them to do that. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, we're not going to sit here and go through each single pick of the XFL draft um, just because, I mean, you, the listener, I could list all 80 and you'd probably fall asleep. Not to say it's not exciting, <laughs> but because. Listing 80 names is not the best. I think we even went through the uh, players who went through the NFL signings and it was like, I can list all these guys, but I, that's not entertaining. That's not uh, mm -hmm. interesting, but I'll have I'll put links to kind of the whole draft board and what that looked like in the show descriptions or the video descriptions. Um, that way you can kind of go through and sort it out yourself. But we were just going to kind of run through basically some standouts, some highlights that Zach and I saw. Uh, but before we kind of truly dive in, um, there was a trade before the draft, Zach. Um, <laughs> a, a little fun Renegades and Sea Dragons dra uh, pre-draft trade. Uh, Seattle got, or I guess Seattle received um, offensive tackle George Moore in the 40th overall pick, while Arlington got uh, linebacker Tazar Skipper and the 46th overall pick. So a little bit of a, a pick swap and uh some some player movement which is it's kind of 
It's funny, Kyle. I mean, this this feels on brand for both teams after just one season. We see Seattle's trying to bolster up their offensive line, keep Danucci a little bit more protected, and uh, Arlington is tacking on more defense, like only they know how to do. Um, so it was it was kind of cool to see them just pick up some pieces that kind of play to their team strengths. Yeah, and it's really funny too. I actually think the um, the two. Uh, directors of player personnel are like between the two teams are brothers. <laughs> uh, I, I I saw that and I completely meant to write that down for this. Um, so they probably had like a uh, I don't know like a like a family dinner and we're just like all right I want this guy <laughs> and this guy. Uh, what's it going to be? They had a little. The, they just hit each other up in the group chat, right? <laughs> I you know I saw that number or I saw that listed somewhere and now I can't even find it. Uh, so I almost feel like a liar saying, that. but so take that with a, a mini grain of salt, but I, I could have sworn <laughs> they were their brothers, but if not, uh, take that as a random fun fact. That's not true. <laughs> um, and then I uh, going into the draft, um, Zach, I'll let you say the, the, the other tidbit, but the one that I saw was that, um, the defenders drafted three wide receivers and I, Personally, I mean, they drafted three, and then I think two other teams drafted two. Like they were the team that drafted the most wide receivers. Um, and I think the oh, I sh- again should have had this written down. Yeah, I the think Renegades Ar- two. I was gonna say Arlington has two here as I'm looking at it. Um, uh, the defenders took like two. Have three. Yep. And the Battlehawks took two. So the defenders went into this draft saying, you know, we're gonna have we. I, they had a spectacular offense this season uh so going into this draft and kind of seeing wide receivers as a a need was interesting but i guess they really expect i mean i think chris blair signed with the vikings uh maybe they expect the other two to also skip town or just adding depth to that back to that i guess receiver room but i thought that was a a, an interesting call out um i guess specifically they drafted wide receivers C.J. Johnson, uh, Ty or C.J. Johnson out of East Carolina, Ty Scott out of Missouri State, and Trey Shropshire out of UAB. Um, again, uh, thought it was interesting considering they had a great wide receiver room, but it's very possible that all three find themselves in the NFL this season. Yeah, it definitely is interesting, and I think you brought up a really good point in there, Kyle. Is that year in and year out with the XFL being sort of like a um uh what's what's what do we say a, a miniature league of the nfl or like a trial league of the nfl i i don't want to use a minor league that's not what we were looking for we we established this once before and i don't remember what we called it yeah what did we call it what whatever the case you always have to kind of expect that your players you want your players to move up and move on you know and that almost provides an interesting uh level to it where being competitive is is challenging because if you have great players they're going to leave. And that's, that's the goal. You know, you want them to go up and, and continue getting higher up um, uh, praise and, and, and looks. So it's just kind of, it's difficult. And and you mentioned that maybe guys like Chris Blair and Lucky Jackson are, are getting looks in the NFL and could potentially move on, which is why DC needs to uh, prepare themselves for the worst or the best essentially. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to say losing players is a positive Right. But if anything, it just means they were that good for your team that this past season. 
Definitely. Yeah. And two other two other things to point out from this draft, Kyle, is that two quarterbacks were taken in this draft. Um, Connor Degenhart, Degenhart, not sure how we're going to say that one. I, we'd have to do some some research on that from New Haven, uh, went to the Arlington Renegades and the Houston Roughnecks also took a quarterback, Lindsey Scott Jr. from Incarnate Word. Um, which, you know, is is interesting, I think, for the Arlington uh, aspect of that. You know, we saw them pick up um, Luis Perez halfway through the season and he carried them to a championship. So, I mean, that's awesome. And uh, I guess maybe this is maybe a little bit of a depth move, just adding on a guy that can uh, help bolster that um help bolster up that quarterback room. And as far as Houston goes, I mean, we never see them saw them really be the same after Silvers went down and got roughed up a little bit this season. Cole McDonald hopped in there and wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. So um, for them to draft a quarterback, who knows, maybe it's a new start, a new, a new page in the book at the quarterback position for them. So I, I guess it's yet to be seen what, what could happen for both of these teams. But my speculation is that Arlington's a depth piece and um, Houston could potentially compete to start. Yeah, Houston, uh, that's a great way to put it. Houston kind of finds their way, uh, maybe not in desperate need, but certainly uh, behind in the QB room. Um, and it's so interesting to think that we still have, like, what is it, eight months or uh, technically six months until, um, like, camp begins, and then about eight until the season starts again. Um, so who knows? Maybe there's another few. Um, like NFL floaters who find their way into the XFL, like a, like a Danucci or AJ McCarron. Um, and that's most certainly going to happen, uh, but it's still kind of cool to see uh, these two QBs basically kind of already make their way into the XFL. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a, a new beginning for these guys, you know, who's, who's to say what could, what could happen. I mean, we saw there was a lot of uncertainty in the, in the quarterback position in the XFL this year. So lots can happen for sure. And then another neat little tidbit, uh, 17 players who were drafted in this, this XFL draft uh, originally signed with NFL teams or were previously signed. Uh, just kind of as undrafted free agents. So they, did, they didn't make it into the NFL draft, but had their uh, made it made, made their way into OTAs or um, just rookie mini camps and uh, showcased some skill to get a like a, a undrafted free agent signing or contract. But uh, of course, one of the qualifications is he can't be on a contract with another pro team. So things might have fallen off. Things might have. Uh, I guess falling apart for them, uh, but kind of getting another shot here in the XFL uh, and with still that potential to do so moving forward. Yeah, it's awesome that this is an extra open door for players now, too, because so many times think of like all, all the times when we watch hard knocks. And there's that guy that you just cheer for and cheer for, and he ends up getting cut before the before the you know the mini camp is over or whatever. And this could be a similar situation. I mean, obviously we don't have uh, hard knocks now to see what these rookies are going through, but I, I like to think it's probably something similar where you know these are guys that are grinding, they're out there working every day, and the contract just didn't happen this time, and they got to go out and like we've mentioned before, they got to go out and get more tape. So um, this is the perfect opportunity for them to do so in in signing with. Um, an XFL team where they can hopefully see the field a little bit more frequently than they would in the NFL. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> All right, Zach. I, personally, I don't have uh, any other specific standouts. I'm sure within the next month, I'll have others. 
Uh, do you have anything like, before we kind of step away from the draft that you wanted to touch on? Uh, not particularly. Nope. I, I think it was just I want to reiterate how cool it was to see all these different oh, teams yeah. uh, get guys drafted. I mean, um, if you have a couple minutes, click on that uh, that link that Kyle's going to put down in the description and look at the the uh, recap of the draft. I, I, it was just kind of cool to see all these different names um, from all these different places. So hoping for the best. I can't wait to to see how it plays out this year. Yeah, super excited. And then uh, basically – if players weren't drafted, there's still a chance uh, to kind of make their way into the XFL. Uh, as throughout the rest of the summer, there are showcases that you can, or I guess players can register for uh, to kind of show up and show off their skills to XFL scouts. Uh, previously, there's already been two as of this recording. Uh, there was the HBCU showcase and Atlanta. And then there's four more throughout, I guess, until mid-July. So I kind of before next recording, uh, St. Louis, Washington, Houston, and Arizona. Uh, those showcases take place on St. Louis is on the seventh on July seventh. DC is July 9th. Houston's July fourteenth, uh, and then Arizona has one July sixteenth. So those are like kind of open registration. And then the XFL is hosting an XFL Combine uh, Tuesday through Thursday, July twenty fifth to twenty seventh. Uh, inviting basically standouts of the showcases. So it's kind of like you show up to the showcase, uh, uh, showcase your abilities, and then if you balled out, if the scouts kind of liked you enough, uh, make your way into the XFL Combine and uh, pretty much just more ways to show off uh, your potential, or, uh, as if I'm speaking to those players, but more ways for <laughs> players to kind of show, show off their uh, uh, football abilities. Um, and basically find another path into uh, professional football. I think that's a really cool underlying thing about this, Kyle, is that there are so many paths to get into the XFL and uh, it's to just provide yourself with a stepping, stepping stone to launch uh, hopefully a career you know, in either the XFL or um, springboarding into the NFL. So this is just a, a way that the XFL kind of goes above and beyond to try to find all the talent that's out there and get all that talent on board. and through these showcases, hopefully they'll be able to find a good amount. Yeah. And I also think it's really cool that these play, that the XFL has the, the rookie draft and then they have the showcases and the, um, the combine. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's because the showcases and combines aren't just for rookies. Uh, like mm -hmm. if you are kind of that first year out of football, uh, basically if you aren't eligible for the NFL draft um, kind of, an extra chance to show off, uh, say you're still interested in professional football um, and just kind of make your way. You, you said it, make a career in professional football. Yeah. And I, I wonder if this will be the spot where maybe not this year, but down the road, we see guys um, like uh, just to throw out a name, like destroying, you know, guys that are yeah. still very much in love with football, still have a, a, a knack for football and, and want to be around it. Um, and maybe want to go out and prove that they belong in some in a professional level of some sort. Uh, and this is the opportunity for them to do so. I mean, there's a handful of guys that come to mind uh, when I'm talking about that sort of player. But, you know, just to kind of put a, a face to the name and, and just a sort of general uh, concept of the player I'm talking about, like a, like a destroying a guy that is supposed to have the NFL talent and that next level ability. Um, this this feels like hopefully a way that guys like that can get involved in professional football. 
yeah, guys who have the ability, um, but haven't potentially had that outlet for showcasing mm-hmm. um, in probably maybe like a few years um, or I mean, if ever. Um, but it's really cool. Just awesome to uh, just just to see it. Absolutely. Um, and then let's see. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I think that's just about everything we had to cover. I mean, you know, this is kind of the dead time right now. Uh, there's not a ton going on. We're in between both seasons at this point, and there's just, you know, we're, we're getting through right now. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll have more to discuss in a month. Um, I believe there are – I don't think it's officially been announced. Uh, I could be wrong and could be missing headlines. Um, but I believe there's still an XFL draft coming up after these, uh, these showcases after the combines. Um, I think it was like a rookie draft, get the rookies in. And then, uh, that way it's not a free for all post combine. Um, I think there's going to be that, that fall or late summer, um, XFL draft, um, basically choosing from combine players or maybe outsiders. Um, but that's to come. We'll obviously have more information as as the the, the weeks and the months go on. But yep. for now, um, that was it for XFL weekly slash technically monthly. Um, <laughs> you can catch our next show, kind of the but potentially the week of July nineteenth. Uh, it may be pushed back a week, depending on if there's something going on that week, and it's like, oh, we can cover that the following week. Uh, yep. But we'll keep you posted. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at XFL underscore weekly. And I'll basically we'll keep you posted on when that next episode's coming out. Um, or just fo- like follow, subscribe, and you'll get notified when that takes place. Uh, that way you, you can kind of keep it suspenseful and be like, oh, this Wednesday is going to come out. Cool. Um, either way, look for that within the next month. In the meantime, Zach and I uh, do some fantasy football, uh, I guess, just enjoyment. Uh, in the meantime, check us out there at First Seed Fantasy. You can find that basically how you're watching us or in listening to us now, whether it's podcast or YouTube, just search First Seed Fantasy and you can find us. Uh, basically doing the same thing, just instead of XFL, it's fantasy football. Uh, and same thing. Podcast coming out weekly now that it's basically – fantasy football season we've kind of shifted our Mm -hmm. uh, majority of our energy there and that's why xfl monthly uh is its thing so zach it was a pleasure chatting with you and thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in a month until the next one see you